0: You are listening to the official podcast of the Mission Redlands. We are a growing community living out God's radical love. 21 Mission family, we made it, we made it through, we made it. Um, I wish we could go back and all celebrate this new year together, but you know what they say, hindsight is 2020. (laughs) Had to, had to. You know, 2020 wasn't all bad though. Um, My wife and I bought a house. Um, and it's uh, it, it's an it's an incredible thing we've had we've enjoyed so much making um, you know this house our own and especially during the Christmas season it's been a really cool thing um, it's just different than a rental house you know like you get to make it your own and and it's got me thinking about all of the different houses that we've lived in um, over the years and we've lived in a lot of how different houses, but the one that has to have taken the cake is uh, a house we lived in in Watertown, New York, uh, we lived there for six years. If you don't know where Watertown is, you can look it up on a map. But it's a it's about an hour north of Syracuse in New York, and it's 30 miles south of the Canadian border up there. So it's it's uh, country up there, and it's cold, right? And uh, we lived in this old hundred-year-old house that the church owned that we worked for. And um, when we moved in, they hadn't had the keys for very long. And so the house was kind of like it had, um, you know, it was a hundred years old, like it was in pretty rough shape. And, and, uh, we moved in and we started to, you know, just make it our own. We were young, you know, I think Dylan was six months old when we arrived in New York. Uh, we arrived in April and there was still four feet of snow on the ground, if you can believe it. But here we pull up to this hundred year old house, so excited, so full of anticipation. And we begin to, Peel back the layers on this hundred year old house and and people who who know what that's like can probably know exactly what i 'm talking about, but this house in the living room in in the in the living room where the fireplace was and it carried over into the dining room, there was this carpet and when I say carpet i 'm talking like shag carpet that was like speckled, almost cheetah print. Like that is the carpet I'm talking about. It was ugly. It was like Kind of like a cheetah if a cheetah was actually olive green in places like it was just gross. It, you could tell that it it had been there since the 60s and and we had a new baby, you know, Dylan was six months old and so we decided, you know, we, we wanted to pull this carpet up and we pulled up a corner of it and man, there was this beautiful, beautiful hardwood underneath so we're getting super excited. You know, we had some friends come over to help us pull up this carpet and as we're pulling it up, right, we get over to the dining room area where that carpet had carried over, and we don't see beautiful hard wood anymore. There's like a cutoff point, and we see this um, very gross-looking asbestos tile. Uh, we didn't know that's what it was uh, at the time. We found out later, but um, it was just this green, gross, really old asbestos tile, and uh, that was in the dining area. And when we pulled that carpet back, man, and we reached that tile, we just couldn't believe what we were seeing. There was this beautiful, beautiful, hardwood cut off into this gross, gross tile. And that was only the first thing that we found in that house. Like we just began to peel back all the layers of this house, right? And uh, we found like massive amounts of mold in the basement. Um, And I could go on and on about that house. We actually really loved that house. We had some great times in that house. The church that we were serving there was amazing. But as we got into this house, we began to to just expose all these dirty little secrets that the house had, right? When we started to really dig into it, we started to expose these, these layers, right? And, and if I think about it, the word expose almost feels like the perfect word for 2020. Um, it, it, 2020 really exposed a lot for us as people, right? It exposed some beautiful things about humanity, like how, our um, our first responders in the medical community and so many other fields, fire department, police department, grocery workers, and I could go on and on and on and on. Uh, is so many other fields were willing to step up and serve people in need during this pandemic at the risk of their own safety. And, and I want to say thank you for that. Whether you're a medical worker, whether you work for the fire department, police department, groceries, whatever it is, whatever risk you took, I just want to say thank you. Whatever risk you are taking, I just want to say thank you. Um, I I would say 2020 exposed heroes of all kinds, shapes, and colors, right? Heroes. 2020 exposed them. I, I, I think another thing that 2020 exposed was how much we need each other and how sometimes we can take that for granted. We can take for granted how much we actually need each other. I think we will be feeling the ramifications of the isolation that so many have experienced in the last year, four years to come. I think that's something we will definitely be experiencing But when the day comes that we can finally go out to dinner with friends or have someone over to our house without worrying about risk of infection, we won't be so quick to take it for granted again, because we have been reminded in a powerful way that we need each other because we're better together. And 2020 exposes that in us, right? It exposed that My big question for you today, and I'll just give it to you right up front, you know, um, my big question is, what did 2020 expose in you? Now that we're past it, we're, we're in 2021, lots of people are trying to get a fresh start, right? But I think reflection is a powerful tool. And I think we could learn a lot about ourselves by what 2020 exposed in us. 2020 exposed so much, and the, and the church wasn't immune to that. And I'm talking about the big C church, the church worldwide, not, not, the, not the mission specifically, but, but the church worldwide, God's people. When I was spending time, some time reflecting on 2020, I saw several things that 2020 exposed in the church, some of them good honestly, a lot of them not so good, right? Uh, but as I reflected, I felt there were three major areas that were exposed that struck me. There were three areas that I felt really stuck out to me and 2020 exposed them in the big C church. And and um, I think number one, the first thing that jumped out to me was faith or fear, and how adversity and trouble will either expose faith or fear in the church. I think sometimes we can get in a place where we're scrambling and we're freaking out and and so do, does a time of trouble or a time of suffering or whatever it is, does it send us to our, our knees or does it send us scrambling, right? Faith or fear, I believe times of trouble expose one or the other, right? And uh, I, I think Jesus, Completely was open to exposing faith or fear in his disciples. He was completely open to exposing it. And, and I believe that the same thing that we face today, whether it be faith or fear, whether we run scrambling, trying to solve the problems ourselves, or whether we run to God, right? We know that we can't fix it ourselves on a surface level, but why are we so fast to try out of fear, right? On the other hand, we know we can't fix it ourselves, so it drives us to our knees, right? In faith. Jesus exposed this, like I said, in his disciples in Luke chapter 8:22 through 25. Uh, one day Jesus said to his disciples, "Let's cross to the other side of the lake." So they got into a boat and started out. As they sailed across, Jesus settled down for a nap. But soon, a fierce storm came down on the lake, and the boat was filling with water, and they were in real danger the disciples went and woke him up shouting, master, master, we're going to drown. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and the raging waves and suddenly the storm stopped and all was calm. Then he asked them, where is your faith? The disciples were terrified and amazed. Who is this man? They asked each other. When he gives a command, even the wind and the waves obey him. How good is that? I love that the NLT says in uh, verse 23, they were in real danger because we've been in real danger, right? We've been in real danger and it either sent us scrambling or it drove us to our knees. 2020 has exposed either fear or faith in us. It's never too late to turn to the one who even the wind and the waves obey him, even right now. The second thing I noticed that 2020 exposed in the church, the church worldwide, the big C church was motivation. Why we do what we do, right? This is key motivation this motivation is key to the christian life what is your motivation for accepting jesus as your savior what is your motivation for wanting to worship god jesus wasn't above exposing motivation in his disciples either And I think 2020 exposed motivation in some some Christians in saying that they came to church to be served. They came to church to be served. They came to church, not because they wanted to have a deep relationship with God, not because they wanted to build a, a deeper relationship in a community of believers, but because they wanted to experience church. They wanted to sit back and experience church and be served, right? But Jesus exposes the same motivation in his disciples in Luke 22, 24 through 27. I'm reading from the NLT again, um, The disciples are are arguing, and, and verse 24 picks up like this. Then they began to argue among themselves about who would be the greatest among them. Jesus told them In this world, the kings and great men lord over their people, yet they are called friends of the people but among you it will be different. Jesus is talking to his disciples here. Among you it will be different. Those who are the greatest among you should take the lowest rank, and the leader should be like a servant. Who is more important, the one who sits at the table or the one who serves? The one who sits at the table, of course. But not here, for I am among you as one who serves, right? This exposed motivation to 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 be the greatest to to be served, but here Jesus says, "If you're going to be the greatest, you have to serve. You have to be in a heart's position where your actions flow out of your relationship with God, your love for God, and your love other of for other people cause you to want." to serve, right? But the church, especially in America, I believe was exp- it, it, the cat was let out of the bag that a, that a lot of American churchgoers wanted to only be served. And I believe that's, that, that was clearly exposed right? And you you may not like that I'm pointing it out, and I'm sorry for that. Forgive me. But here, Jesus is is exposing the same motivation in his disciples, so it's nothing new. We can ask for grace and forgiveness right now. Motivation is everything, motivation for why we do what we do, right? So many people in 2020, I said this last week, so many people in 2020 got so hung up about the structure of church, like the format of church having to change that we lost the ability to focus on the function of the church. And the church of Jesus Christ serves and serves in his image. And the third thing that I believe 2020 exposed was our love for others. Our love for others. Uh, 2020 gave us so many opportunities to love one another to love people no matter who they were, whether it be the refugee crisis, whether it be racial tension, whether it be the pandemic. We were faced with so many opportunities to show our love for each other and for people who needed to be loved. It is our duty to show that love in action. Show that love with our action. It is our duty to take care of the poor, the sick, the disenfranchised, the stranger, right? Jesus says it in Matthew 25, 31 through 40. But when the son of man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne All the nations will be gathered in his presence. Think about that for a second. All the nations, everyone, that's another way to put it. Everyone will be gathered in his presence. He will separate the people as a shepherd separates sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at the right hand and the goats at the left and Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty? and give you something to drink, or a stranger and show you hospitality, or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did this, when you did it for one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it for me it is our duty to show our love for others through action not only through giving people food or taking care of their needs but also giving them access to the gospel giving them a pathway to jesus and i don't if you're anything like me I I I read that and I think did did I do enough? Did I do enough to help those in need? I don't think that I did. Did I did, did 2020 expose my motivation in an unhealthy way that's not of God. Did 2020 expose fear in me? Yes, it did. I feel like I've been more afraid, more full of anxiety this year than I ever have been in a long time. Not ever, in a long time. That's truth. That's me being vulnerable right now. These things that were exposed inside of me are much deeper than a surface level and 2020 brought it to the surface, right? So what do we do? How do we start fresh? Lots of people are making New Year's resolutions. Lots of people are trying to start fresh. So now that these things are exposed, what do we do about it? When something bad has been exposed and you recognize that this is an issue that runs deep, sometimes there's nothing left to do but to strip it down to the bones. Just strip it down to the bones. Thankfully, God promises he can do just that. When when you discover something in, when we discovered something in this 100-year-old house that we lived in forever, when we discovered the mold, when we discovered the asbestos tile, the smart thing would have been to do everything we could to strip it away, right? Not let it fester any longer, but to strip it away, right? To strip it down to the bones and rebuild and that's what God wants to do with our heart. God can do just that. All of these exposed areas that we've been talking about are all positions of the heart. All of these, the motivation, the fear versus faith, the love for one another, these are all Positions of the heart. Jesus says it like this, Luke 6, 43 through 45. A good tree can't produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. A tree is identified by its fruit. Figs are never gathered from thorn bushes or grapes are not picked from bramble bushes. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. And I would add, what you do flows from your heart. These are all positions of the heart. These exposure are all positions of the heart. And Jesus says the good heart will produce good things and an evil heart will produce evil things. What you say and do flows from what is in your heart. So it's time to strip it down to the bones God promises he can do it. Ezekiel thirty-six twenty-six through 28 says this, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. You shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers and you shall be my people and I will be your God. God is talking to Israel right there, but it's just the same for you and I today. All these things that have been exposed are evidence of hard places in our heart. And if they run deep enough, we may just need to strip it down to the bones and ask God to remove our heart of stone and replace it with a heart of flesh in only the way that he can. He promises you shall be my people, and I will be your God. These things that have been exposed sound like they are in a negative light. And I believe that, you know, maybe they are negative, but here's the thing you can't address something until it's been brought to the surface, right? You can't address something. Uh, You can't address a problem until you are aware of it. We've been made aware of it. And now it's time to take care of it. So what in 2020, what did 2020 expose in you? I want you to pray about it and pay attention to your thoughts as you do, as you pray, pay attention to your thoughts. If you find your thoughts drifting to something seemingly off topic, I encourage you not to dismiss it, but to pull on that thread a little. Ask God to reveal if this is something that is deep rooted in you. And if you find yourself in a place where the roots of this newly exposed area run too deep. Ask the Lord to make good on his promise in giving you a new heart. Because all these things that have been exposed are positions of the heart. Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord, that any and every day we can come to you for forgiveness. Lord, I thank you for these opportunities for growth, Lord, that it can be an opportunity for us to be more like the disciples you intended, to be more like Jesus. Father, I, t- I pray that you would take this message, Lord, in anything that's not of you, I pray that it would just fall off right now, that it would fall on deaf ears. But if it's from you, Lord, which I believe that it is, Lord, that it would sink deep and cause a stirring within our people's souls, a stirring to no longer carry around a heart of stone but a heart of flesh. We love you. It's in your mighty name we pray. Jesus. Amen. You are listening to the official podcast of The Mission Redlands. For more information, visit us at themissionredlands.com.